It's going. Music, music, music. Go for it. Hello and welcome to the Case Elk and Fonz Fitcast 2018 edition. Can't believe it's 2018 already. Whoa, crazy. Love it. What's been new? Uh, things are amazing down here. The summer's gone. The bats are gone. I'm no longer giving uh, bat tours at nighttime, but uh, that's all right. I'm still working, the, working at the kayaking place a bit. All right. Good news. Good news. What's new up in Chicago? Is it Fabrosen? Uh, you know what? It's not even February yet. That joke's not even funny. <laughs> so we had a super cold spell. It was like negative 15 for a week straight. Um, yeah, typical Chicago weather. But uh, luckily for me, I was in Mexico for that week. So. <laughs> Very nice. And I think you went with one of our one of our favorite listeners. Right? We did. We went with Terry Selk, my mom. K Selk's mama Selk. Awesome. What did you guys do? Did you just hang out on the beach? Did you get out? Of, were you on a catamaran at all? We were on a sailboat, so we hung out on the beach at the pool. There were only six pools, like, oh my god. Um, no, it was awesome. We went on a sailboat. We went to the market down in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Okay. We ate all the food and drank all the mojitos. And my mom's only complaint was that our resort didn't have Corona. <laughs> That's that. Oh, Mama Salk, you're just... Your complaint is that the worst beer made on the planet isn't at your resort. That's... But it, but it's gluten-free, so that's why she wanted it. It's like one of the few gluten-free beers. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. Well, that's fair. That's a great, sounds like a great trip. So you were there. You flew right right over my head, didn't you? We did. We actually stopped in Houston, and I was like, oh, if our flight's delayed here, we can go stay with Lons. Well, didn't, but that's okay. I'm yeah. glad, you, uh, glad you had a good time in Mexico. What else is new? Yeah, um, so I joined a new tri-team. Okay. Which is super exciting. As you know, for the past two years that we've been doing this FitCast, I was on WellFit, and they're a team based oh. in the city of Chicago. And now I'm in, I'm with a coach and with a team that's based out in the suburbs. I'm with TriRight, hashtag TriRight rocks. Okay, you got a lot of suburban triathlons coming up in the next month. Uh, we'll see. We gotta, we gotta hash out. I gotta tag my coach in here, MJ. We gotta hash out our, uh, our races for the year. Our, our your February triathlon schedule. But yeah, just the February one because we're going month by month here. <laughs> there's gotta be an indoor one. Maybe I'll go down to Austin and do one down there. Hey, we got there's plenty. I did one this morning, as a matter of fact. You, you did your Thursday triathlon. Well, normally it's my Tuesday triathlon, but I went to bed early last night, got a good night's sleep, so I woke up and did a Thursday one. So, All right. No complaints. A, a bike, four and a half miles, swim a mile, run four miles, bike three miles, eat breakfast, and then bike two and a half miles. Oh, so there was the fourth leg, the breakfast leg in there. Breakfast critical when you're when it's cold out and you're doing all that stuff you're like hey i'm hungry i need to stop this drive right now oh really it was cold how cold is it down in austin right now uh really cold so this morning it was like 60 and now it's like 35 okay that's pretty cool for austin yeah no it's, it was a weird cold front that came in the afternoon but uh eh, you know what i think it came in there's a meteorolo meteorologically is that is that a word case out no that's not a word honey <laughs> Meteorology. 
conference with 4,000 meteorologists in town for Austin. So I think they were wow. just their stuff for them. Okay, so this was just like their uh, experiment to try to figure out why the hell that happened. <laughs> exactly. So, um, But other than that, I got a new job. What? You got it? You're no longer with Live Love Paddle? Are they no longer sponsoring the Fitcast? Oh, no, no. Live Love Paddle's still sponsoring. I'm still going to do bat tours. Oh, okay. Uh, Texas A&M has a program to study how, in one of the neighborhoods here called Mueller, how open spaces and sidewalks and parks and bike lanes affect your activity and fitness and obesity. So it's a, a grant study, and I'm going to be involved in uh, helping people give us data for the grant. Hey, that's pretty cool. You know, I do research, too. Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> now we're like, now we're like buddies. We're research buddies. We are. So that's pretty awesome. And because of this, I have to like kind of bounce around the city and visit people and help them with getting them set up and all that stuff. So I bought myself a convertible Mustang. Did you seriously? <laughs> seriously. I know you don't know this because I haven't posted it all, but I'm going to give you a little question here. You ready, KSL? Oh boy. I don't like your questions, Fonz. No, 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 this is an easy one, and I okay. think you're right. If you have a convertible Mustang, or you're going to buy a convertible Mustang, what color does it have to be? I would say red. Of course it's red. <laughs> you got a red convertible Mustang? I did, just this last weekend. Oh, my God, Fonz, that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. I drove around in it for the first half of the day very comfortably. The second half of the day, still top down, but it was super cold. Oh my gosh. Well, good for you. Hey, you work hard. You earned, you earned that. And I had to go and I, you know, there's a Facebook thread. I have to talk about this. I'm really disappointed in what's happening here in Austin. What's happening? So we're a growing city. There's no, no doubt about that. And, uh, there's a gentrification problem here. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard about that especially on the east side and what has happened is people being pushed out of the east side of austin have been protesting and there's a long story and you can look it up whatever all our listeners can look it up and you can weigh in on it if you want go ahead and shoot it out but the people opposing the gentrification have been attacking homeless kitty cats what that's not fair there's a kitty cat cafe here on the east side that I love, and my wife, Kelly, she loves it, too. It's got a vegan food truck. And, uh, yeah, it's been under attack, so I've been out defending the kitty cats. What are people saying, like, only white people love cat? Like, what, what are they even doing? <laughs> well, the problem is that it's taken over a piece of real estate that was previously occupied by a... Um, uh, a, uh, what's it called? The wasn't it like a yeah? Wasn't it like a Mexican yeah, um, store? It's a pinata store, a family-owned business. that have been there forever, and you know the the kitty cat cat had nothing to do with it. It's just that yeah. I mean, gentrification sucks. It sucks, and it's not fair. It's a real problem, and uh, and I'm I'm fine with being on board with helping people in their communities, but once you start attacking homeless kittens. I'm going to pick a side. Yeah, didn't they, like, vandalize the place and they, the place had to be shut down? Uh, 
they didn't they did not shut down that was a that was a rumor so they're they're up and running and that's where i took my convertible yesterday to uh to go have uh have lunch and hang out with the cats all right good for you so uh so that's that Barton Springs has been pretty much my own this winter. It's been really cold. I've, I've had many times where I've been the only one in the pool. Yeah, but I bet the water is still cooler than, or still warmer than the air. Much, yeah. It's still around 70 degrees, so uh, all is well on that front. It's been, it's been great. Like, it's dark a lot later right now because it's wintertime, but, oh, I love going down there at 5 in the morning and having the pool to myself. That must be nice. It must be nice to swim outdoors because even though we had a huge, um, we had a, a warm front move in today, it's still not warm enough to swim. Well, and there's no outdoor water that's going to be, what, what's Lake Michigan? Are you going to jump in Lake Michigan at all? Um, no, I will not jump in Lake Michigan, but I went for a little trail run, the trails by my house. And the lake, the pond there, I should not call it a lake, it is not a lake. Um, but it's not frozen anymore, so that's a plus. All right, well, that's cool. It'll probably refreeze again, right? Cause oh, definitely, yeah. I, it got up to 56 today. I was actually, so um, my fiancé and I are going to Asheville, North Carolina, for a wedding next week. And I was looking up the, the weather for Asheville, and, and I left that on my phone. I picked my phone up this morning to look at the weather, and I was like, oh, it's 50 degrees. Oh, wait, that's in Asheville. Okay, let me look at in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is 56 degrees? No, that's wrong. <laughs> it was. It was warmer here than in North Carolina. That's amazing. That's, yeah. oh. Well, the problem is that uh, I own a piece of real estate or two in Chicago, and that means that the ice is melting, creating ice dams, and then leaking in. So. Uh, oh, no. Your poor tenants. Yeah, well, they're not the ones who have to pay for the repairs, though. <laughs> True, but their stuff might be getting damaged. Hopefully you don't have to pay for that. Yeah, hopefully not. So, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, things are great here, and uh, glad to, glad to hear things are good by uh, by you. Yeah, it's good to good to catch up with you, friends. Good to have our banter each month. Of course, and uh, you know what happened to me? What? I would say about a month ago, I went to a birthday party. This was like a, a Saturday or Sunday morning birthday party. And the crazy girl who had a birthday party, you know what she wanted? What What have you done? Have you ever done like pin the tail on the donkey for your birthdays or go out drinking or whatever? Um, one time for a bachelorette party, I did something similar to pin the tail on the donkey, but it was, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about that. Uh, there were penises. <laughs> I assume there were penises. Pin the dong on the high. Right. Well, I went to this uh, birthday party and uh, you know what the birthday girl wanted to do? What? Hill repeats. Wow. I think we should get her on the fit cast. Uh, I think we have her right here in studio. So What? <laughs> Welcome, Kate. Hey, y'all. Kate Barrett, I am so happy to be chatting with you. Now, for those of you that don't know Kate, she is a hashtag fast as fuck lady runner from Austin, Texas. She's also a coach, um, apparently a red wine lover, and a techie. And I'm so excited to pick your brain. Welcome, Kate. Woo! Yeah, thanks for having me. I would like to clarify, I did not prefer hill repeats for my birthday, but I uh, was forced to choose that. So I had planned a trail run, and it was like 
oh, it's going to be a cool adventurous thing. You know, people don't like go out to trails all the time. So I thought it would be really fun to share that with friends, but then it got too rainy and the trails were closed. So then I was like, well, it can't just be an easy run. We have to do something like something different. So I was surprised. There was a good amount of people that humored me on that and still showed up. <laughs> That's awesome. I would have been there if I had known you and knew it was your birthday. Yeah, you would yeah. have been, but you're not a uh, 46-year-old, 200-plus-pound guy trying to keep up with all these fast Vaughn as fuck people. did great. <laughs> I'm sure he did great. I ran two hill repeats. It was pretty, pretty light. Yeah, it was uh, Yeah, it was, it was. was a light repeat. It was one repeat, actually. Like, you go up once, and then you and repeat it. Then you repeat one repeat, two hills. Yeah, versus a normal run, yeah, really just a single repeat of... Although the start of the hill repeat was a higher elevation than the start of our warm-up run, and I basically sprinted up that mile and a half up there to try to try to keep up with all these fast-as-fuck people, so I was already winded by the time we got up there. Well, I guess my first question for you, Kate, is how the hell did you get so fast? <laughs> you, you seriously, you are fast in all distances, so I'm a stalker, and I looked up your times, 5k 10 mile half marathon marathon what the hell lady <laughs> yeah yeah um well my my track prs those are all about five years old i haven't gotten as close to those as i would like but um yeah i've been doing it for a while started running in high school and um really like wasn't didn't really have any inkling that i would you know do it past then but ended up meeting a coach my senior year who actually like taught me about training and like, oh, like if you practice, you'll get faster. It's like, oh, what a concept. So from there, I um, kind of got on a different path and ended up being able to compete um, at Baylor. So that was, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm really talented. Like, I won't lie. Like, it pisses me off when people say, when they're like professional runners and they're like, I'm not as talented as everyone else. I just work really hard. And I'm like, bitch, please. Like everybody works hard. You know, I think every single runner works hard. So I think I'm talented, and I also work hard. Well, we think you are too, and I will say it's refreshing to, to hear that. You don't have to qualify anything. Your times should speak for themselves. But I also appreciate that you are talented, and you also work hard. There is a saying that I've heard of that now I'm going to fuck up. That's um, ta talent beats no, hard, hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. Oh, you even knew it. <laughs> It's deep. All right, that was our little three-second pause for that to sink in. All our listeners, if you let that sink in, we're good. All right, good. <laughs> and continue. And continue. Um, well, you are. You are very talented. We can tell that you work hard um, based on your times. But um, you've also decided recently that you're not just going to be an athlete yourself. You are going to coach other athletes to hopefully be as fast as you. So how did you kind of get into that? Yeah, so I hadn't planned on coaching uh, myself, but I had um, just, I used to work at a running store called Rogue Running. That's here in Austin, and they have uh, run training programs, and that's actually how they started. They started just doing the running programs, and then they added on the retail after that. So 
Um, I had worked on the retail stuff for a couple years, and then they asked me to come on as a coach um, almost a year, probably last spring. Um, so I've been assistant coaching there uh, with a marathon training group, and then starting in a couple more weeks, I'm going to be doing my first program that I'm the head coach for, and that's going to be a 10K program, getting people ready for the Captain K here in Austin. All right. And well, what, 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 well, if I can interrupt, what type of runners are you looking for for your team? Are these like beginner 10 Kers or super fast people tell, tell us about them. Um, I would say it's, you know, it's not like the couch to 5k level. Um, we do have different programs for those people at rogue, but it would be basically that's an eight week course. So I think this group would be good for anybody who's, you know, either like recently completed that or has, you know, like a just general level of familiarity with running um, up to somebody who's looking to like be more aggressive and run a fast time. So it's a, a pretty, I would say, uh, all levels with the contingency of just not the like extreme beginner. All right. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Sign me up. <laughs> I fit into that category. Uh, you're not going to be here being able to train You're in, unless you want to move, are you going to move to Austin? You know what? If it gets down to 15 below, I might. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts January 23rd. So, so you got a week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone in the Austin area, get on that. Um, so who are your favorite athletes to coach? Do you prefer, like, the semi-beginners, or do you like to coach elite athletes like you? Yeah, um, I haven't gotten the chance to work with any elites yet, um, probably I would be intimidated actually to work with them, um, because I'm so new at this with coaching. So, you know, I have a really deep background in it from experiencing it, but I don't think that that necessarily makes you, you know, the most qualified coach. So, um, it's, yeah, I, I, I'm much more comfortable working with people who are newer to it, who, you know, my knowledge is like sufficient to really like get them to where they want to go i think if i was working with another elite there would just be like so much more science coming into it um as far as their training like what specific stimulus they needed to improve that it would be challenging for me to provide enough for them okay but, but you, you could you could handle me is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome um, i'm in I, I don't know how much there is you know like it, with my own training i trained myself for about nine months last year and at that point, I just, like, hadn't um, – I had come off from a several-month break. And so I felt comfortable coaching myself because I was like, it doesn't really matter what I give myself. I'm just – I'm going to get better because I'm going to be running more. So, um, yeah, I guess – yeah, I know it's not only about, like, the science um, and those, like, developing these systems, but it would be um, – for probably like elites, they're just closer to that edge of what they need to do to improve. And they're like going for these really small marginal gains. So that would be harder. Yeah, I can imagine. Now for an athlete that it like a, a typical like mid pack athlete who's trying to get faster at their 5k time or their 10k time, what advice would you give or like one, what one workout would you give them to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, it would definitely depend on like what they've been doing. Um, but I would pick an area of weakness. So like they they probably know, um, where their 
weak in their training or if they don't know i would ask them like where they've struggled in past races so like for example if they said oh you know i've done you know this many 10ks and i always get tired around like the fourth or fifth mile and i lose my focus like that would be what i would drill in on so i would do something like you know maybe not like maybe yeah trying to hold like that race pace effort um doing something not at you know not like go run a 10k at 10k race effort but it would be something like you know maybe run like some shorter faster repeats to get yourself really tired and then go try and run like three miles at your race effort oh man that does sound hard going back to sort of my experience in the race world because i've been racing for 20 years Mm -hmm. never at a competitive competitive level but i know when i was like sort of Mm mid-range the biggest thing that sort of hindered me was the non-running stuff that you need to do to be a fast runner mm. stretching i'm just you know i i never did the stretching i never oh did i'm with you fans weight training and mm-hmm. all that so i think from a mid-pack person a lot of the mid-pack people just run mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it they just mm-hmm. run and then all the other stuff is important too it's so true I, yeah i just sent out a like training tip post for rogue on facebook and it was like four things you can do to get better, and none of them were running. Right. So it's yeah, there's like so much oh, more wow. that adds up to those improvements. And while we're while we're there, why don't we uh, throw out a couple different contacts here? So uh, if you have a question either for us or for our guest Kate, you can email us at ksalfonsfitcast at gmail.com. Is that right, partner? Whoop whoop, you got it. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it almost every time now. <laughs> He messed up twice, by the way, and I'm giving him a lot of slack for it. Kaysalkfonsfitcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We have a couple emails for us later today. Um, and, Kate, if you want to be contacted by our listeners, is there a way that we can get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, uh, definitely. I, I hate, like, saying an email out loud on a podcast. It's like, do you have a pen? But, um, yeah, anyway, you can get a hold of me. I guess I'm most active on Instagram. Um, my handle there is uh, being so like B E I N G Kate and that's C A T E so Kate with a C at being Kate on Instagram. That's right. Yep. Um, slide into the DMs, I guess. I'm gonna follow you. <laughs> uh, you just got one more follower. I'm yeah. gonna get ya. For it. <laughs> um, I'm just curious. I'm I'm totally jumping around. This is like the least organized I've ever been in a a Fitcast interview. Um, what would you say your biggest weakness is as a runner? Like, I just see your times. I'm like, there's no way this woman has any weakness in the world. But what, what's one thing that you could work on? (laughs) Um, I think I've had people tell me that I'm too smart or that I think too hard about it. And they say, you just, you just need to be dumb and like, just go run. And I think that that, I think it can. I think being smart, obviously, like you have to be smart. You have to be patient about your training. But um, I think that ignorance is bliss sometimes. Like you don't need to put limits on yourself for what you can achieve. And that's something that I've done a lot. Um, That and just comparison. So like um, I was on a team after college. I came back home. So I'm from Austin, moved back here. And we had a team at Rogue that was a post-collegiate like professional development team. And I think talent-wise, I was right, you know, I belonged, uh, maybe not in, like, some of the, my PRs, though. So, like, the other people had run faster times and faster races. And I just, I mean, I spent three track seasons with them, two and a half years, 
And just the entire time, I never felt comfortable. I never felt like I could be myself because I didn't feel like I belonged. And it was, like, so stupid. Like, there was nothing, you know, I was running workouts a couple steps behind a woman who ended up running at the Olympics in 2016. Oh, my gosh. And for anybody else looking at that, they would just see, oh, those those are two fast women working out. But in my head, it was like, oh, she finished this repeat ahead of me. She has this PR. She's better than me. And I feel like I really, like, botched that whole, I mean, not the whole experience, but I think I could have gotten a lot more out of it if I would have been more confident in not looking around at what the other people were doing. Interesting. So we have, uh, um, you know Edwin Pacheco, our leader of our NP here? Sweaty Eddie, of course I do. Sweaty Eddie, (laughs) holy cow. I cannot wait to use that one Yeah, we need to, we need to. He's got, I think he's he's already learned what uh, Kate has just taught, which is yeah. you just go out and run as fast as you can fucking run and don't worry about training and nutrition. And he, like, comes in second in races, and he's, he's brand new to fast. running. He's yeah. super fast. Okay, no, I don't think Kate said don't worry about training and nutrition. I think I know what she was trying to say. She was not trying to say that. It is a bridge, but Edwin Edwin's taking it a little too far. <laughs> He, like, wakes up on four hours of sleep and is like, I'm going to run as fast as I can, as far as I can. He's going to – my prediction is he's – I mean, I'm really impressed. I haven't even sat down and talked to him about his running. I've just kind of been, you know, like, super fan on Instagram. But I think he's going to tap out at some point. And then he's going to either be like, well, that's dumb. I'm not going to work harder. Or he's going to say, okay, what do I need to do to get better? And then he's going to, you know, step it up on the sleep. And, and I told else. him that six months ago, and he just keeps getting <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps doing it. And keeps, he just and keeps he's not—he's not hit that limit yet. That's like, interesting. He's a mutant. The horn goes off, and he just starts running as fast as he can, and mm-hmm. then until the little finish line appears, and then he stops running. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. And he's old. He's not like a twenty-year-old. He's almost thirty. <laughs> He's not like a 20-year-old. He's like a 29-year-old. <laughs> hey, so aren't you 29? No, I just turned 30. You missed my birthday. You didn't get me a birthday gift this year, Fonz. Yes, I did. You did not. It's in the mail. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, But you know what? So, uh, Kate, I, I know what you're trying to say. Like, there are, there are times where you have to shut your brain off. And you have to say, like, shut up, brain. I think a lot of people say like, shut up legs, but sometimes it's just shut up brain because I'm spending too much time calculating my pace or worrying about stuff that hasn't happened yet in this race. And I could just really benefit from like a shut up brain. Um, That reminds me of actually one of our other FitCast guests, Iram, like of all the shit that's going on in his life. And he like, and now he's planning a wedding and that's like taking over his life. Yeah. He still performs and like, I'm sure he, and he literally says shut up brain as a guy with brain cancer. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Just reminded me of him, but I think, I think that's good advice, Kate. Um, I think we can all, we can all benefit from that advice. Like don't count yourself out. You're in like, don't count yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You can be Um, I listened to this week, and Kesog, I think you did too. This is not Kate's first podcast. She's She's been hitting the circuit. I know. You were on a drunk athlete, right? And yeah. so was your Ram and Kate were both on drunk athletes. So we need to pit this podcast. I listen to it. It's an amazing podcast. You heard it too, right? Yeah, we should, ta- we should tag them. 
Um, do they, I wonder if they have a Facebook. We should tag their Facebook. Yeah, I think they do. What, yeah. What's the, what's her name, Kate? Erin. Erin Truslow. And uh, what was her sponsor? What team is she working? She created that team, Big Pistachio. Big Pistachio. Okay. Ooh, yeah. sounds delicious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a. I think it's like a. I don't want to mess it up, but I think it's like a triathlon team. It's kind of a community-focused team, so you don't have to be like certain speed or whatever. Ooh. I yeah. like triathletes. Erin's really great. You guys should definitely get her on here. I think you would have a good chat. Aaron, yeah. If you're listening, which you're not now, but you will by the time you hear this. That's, <laughs> that's a weird thing. You are listening to this podcast now, but you're not listening to it as we record because technology, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, get your ass on this podcast. We're going to have you on here, Erin Big Pistachio. Erin so. Big Pistachio. Uh, but yeah, she also had uh, Irama, and I have not listened to that one, but I, I listened to the I have things. not either. Irama, fun fact, um, I think I first, well, I mean, I didn't meet him, but I noticed him, I've met him since, um, in the turkey trot in Austin, I think it was like 2011 or something, so his little, his daughter was younger, and he was pushing her in a stroller. Yep. And he passed me going up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> And left me in the dust. I remember the song he was playing from his boombox. It was like a, um, the Counting Stars song. Whatever year that song was, like in the top forty. We'll uh, be counting stars. Yeah. So, I was, that was when I was in college running cross country. Like I think I was pretty fit. So he was fitter. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. That is really impressive. That um, he even passed you. <laughs> qualified for boston pushing uh pushing yeah through. yeah and he won he won a marathon wow. by pushing that stroller <laughs> i don't know whatever um okay so the big pistachio that's a triathlon group yeah we got some triathletes here we got to ask about uh yeah triathlons, kate so i do know kate she she bikes to november project every friday or most fridays <laughs> yeah Occasional Friday. She's fast as fuck running. And Kate, I've seen you and your husband, Jake, jamming in the Barton Springs, cruising up back and forth. Do you do triathlons? I have done triathlons in the past. Yay! We like you. <laughs> um, actually, I think it would be really cool at some point. This is something I talk about without actually making concrete plans to make happen. But I would love to race Xterra triathlons more frequently. So I've been mountain biking oh, for a yeah. few years, and I've done I've done Xterra tries. The ones that they have in Texas are just like they're in the summer. I feel like they start at like eight or nine a.m. So yeah. they're just like, I mean, okay, every triathlon I've ever done has been in the summer in Austin, and it's been like ninety degrees. Yeah. So, I mean, Xterra, why would it be any different, right? Um, so yeah. it's like, yeah, the swims are hot, the bikes are like okay, and then the runs are hot. That's just how it goes. Oh so that's yeah. Fun few triathlons right now they're just so hard and so expensive but um a lot of respect for the the sport and actually that is why i bought my first bike um was i was hoping to get into into triathlon when i was in college just over the summers i thought that would be a fun thing to try so um, that's how i got my first road bike and that was seven years ago and that's when i became a cyclist so i have a question and case hawks will be super annoyed by this question i already am <laughs> Do you have a problem with your goggles fogging up at all? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. every single time. 
Tell tell us more about that, Kate. What do you what do you do to uh, prevent that? Uh, sometimes I spit into Woo! my yeah. I think technically it's applying a hydrophilic surfactant, but okay. yeah. I I have read that it's best to just not touch them at all with your fingers, which I would imagine um, that seems true. So I rinse them off in the water fountain when I'm done. Okay. Um, but uh, most of the time, I just don't swim. So actually, I looked on... <laughs> oh, that's the best way to prevent your goggles from fogging. Just don't swim with them. My Strava, it said in 2017, all my run stats, so good, so proud. My bike stats, uh, whatever, that's fine. My swim stats, it said I swam six times. Six Isn't that times. so sad? For a total of three <laughs> miles. Fantastic. So nice work. definitely, I love swimming, and I'm, I swam... In the summers as a kid, so every try that I've ever done, I've done really well on the swim, and of course well on the run, so um, I think I'm good at it, so that is one of my, I really didn't set any New Year's resolutions except for that, I do want to swim more this year. More than six, so as long as you get seven. <laughs> more yeah. than six. Um, I think it, I think like once every other week would be a significant improvement. All and right. So many great outdoor pools here, and it's so good for you, but I don't know what to do about the goggles. It really is. Like, I think I have a pair from college that I still use. Well, if Kate or any of our listeners want to learn, we need to go back to our previous episodes, pretty much all of them, where we discuss this topic. <laughs> but once with the, uh, the chemical engineer and once with the doctor of physics who talk about how to prevent uh, and what, what, what bringing up goggles really is. Is there something you can do? Spin in them. <laughs> you're doing it. You just, you just, you just. Or don't, it. don't swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're doing, you're doing it perfect. Swim six times a year and spit in them each time. You, you don't need a, you don't need a, a doctorate in chemical engineering to spit in your goggles. Apparently. Oh, good. <laughs> Worried. So yeah, but okay. Well, welcome to the triathlon community because we're gonna get you out there. Thank you. 26 times this year once every other week is 26 times so uh, i here's a, a secret i have not gone once yet this year zero. So. i've gone uh, six times in the last week <laughs> but now but now you put it out on the case elk and fonz fit cast and we have dozens of followers that now know <laughs> well maybe like a dozen maybe like one dozen maybe like my mom and two of her friends well, this is a federal agency, so uh, you are uh, under oath. So if you don't, uh, you'll get thrown in uh, jail. I, I know a lawyer that uh, might sue you if... Just kidding. All right. Um, onward. Onward. <laughs> um, okay. So kind of um, going off of, you know, what are your weaknesses, what do you think the biggest mistake that an athlete makes like they might be like a, a a possible elite athlete but they make the same mistake and they can't reach that level mm -hmm. what do you think it is hmm. you mean like in a in a race or like over a period of like a longer amount of time probably maybe. probably either but i'm thinking over a longer period of time but maybe in a race too yeah let's start with, with a training mistake or uh yeah a tra let's start with training or a longer period of time mistake and then we can talk about races mm-hmm um, super, like, super zoomed out, big scale, the biggest mistake I think people make is not, um, finding their own reasons for why they're running. So they, they're not discovering their purpose for it. And it's, that's mm -hmm. hard to do. And that's something that 
I feel like I'm better at this last year. Like I did that better than I ever have before. And, um, yeah, when you're not connected to your purpose, whenever anything gets hard, you're going to just be like, well, running sucks. Why am I doing this? And you're going to stop. So, and also you're just not going to get the full like enjoyment out of the experience if you don't know why you're doing it. Totally. Um, so I've listened to a bunch of the, on the rogue podcasts. They actually have a podcast, um, as well, running rogue that they've been doing about a year. So they have a few different episodes about purpose and they kind of like tie it into like mental aspects of training. So if people are interested, give that a listen as well. Um, and then I guess kind of like in the day to day, um, Hmm. I mean, it's like not very sexy, but definitely see people making the mistake of just not doing anything. Like I said, not doing anything besides running. So Mm. personally, I don't know how anybody runs and trains without getting broken, um, without doing extra stuff. Some people can, apparently I can't. Um, so a really big thing that I, that made a difference for me in 2017 was weightlifting. And I just Ah. had been lifting consistently for a while before that. And just found a gym that had um, classes that really worked well for me. Um, so highly, highly recommend lifting. And um, I didn't even run that many miles last year. And I was marathon training. So being able to do those classes and then do the kind of less running than I was used to doing and still coming out with really good results made me realize, like, wow, you don't need to just, like, pound mile after mile. Like, you need to be fit, a fit person. Uh, kind of trained as an all-around athlete rather than just a runner. I love that. I think that is awesome. I know a few, like, just really good athletes who started running, and, of course, they were really good at running because they were good athletes. And then I know the runners that just ran themselves into the ground. So I think that's... the runners who are really bad at everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and from a, from to, to add on to that, like a lot of people's answer to the question is why am I running mm-hmm. is going to be to be stronger or healthier or, or to lose weight yeah. yeah, or to live long, whatever. And mm-hmm. running is going to help that, but all that other stuff is really going to help that Yeah, as a compliment That's to true. the running. That's so true. like running is, and I used to do it all the time, like my legs paid the price for my love of pizza and beer, right? <laughs> it's true. Like, it's true. The problem is, like... The legs are like, oh, God, Brian, why? Stop eating pizza. <laughs> Chicago pizza drinking beer because you're going to have to run. And it's true. Like, that's the way it works. And now I can't even touch my toes and all that other stuff. So, like, all that other stuff supplements that. And, uh, you know, burning calories is one thing, but that's a, that's a yeah. small part of overall health. Yeah. So I'm going to give full disclosure, literally, while you guys were having that discussion, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't do my ankle exercises yet today. And I just did my ankle exercises while recording the FitCast. Because it's important. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, you know, I don't like, I don't mind that people have that attitude. Like, they're only going to do the bare minimum to get by. Because, like, why would you do ankle exercises if you didn't have to? Um but just, uh, I, I, it is kind of a risky thing. So you're always trying to do like kind of the minimum of what you can do to stay and keep running healthy. Um, so I don't like fault people for having that mentality. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. 
Um, what about races? What do you think people could do in a race that would really like set them apart? Hmm. Um, yeah, definitely being dumb. Um, <laughs> being but, um, dumb. So, um, uh, I know my own racing experiences, like it was always like, okay, if you want to achieve X, Y, Z, whatever it was like, you know, get this all conference honor, you know, that, you know, place top 20 at the big 12 race or whatever, then you should go out in the pack and be racing and be the, you know, you have to be 20th or better place the entire race. Otherwise, how could you expect to finish 20th or better? So like, it was just kind of a, uh, like cliche you would see. And it still happens. You see the girls from Baylor where I ran in college, they go out so fast and then they look so good the first like quarter and half of the race and then they get they start dying they start falling off the pace and like sometimes you need to be aggressive and you need to go out at the front but like maybe sometimes we could have tried to like run slower the first part of the race so that's been and you know it is different when you're running a shorter race like a 1500 or cross country um so i've been doing road races more recently much longer but we have started i even did this strategy in the turkey trot the five mile race in november we start uh, my coach told me to start really really easy really relatively slow for what i wanted to finish at and then you just negative split so you just come roaring back the second half of the race and you just like i mean it's great because you feel amazing and you're passing all these people so you get that mental boost and ah. then you have a little bit of energy you've conserved in the first couple miles so for races like marathon, you really do need to run that way because, I mean, not like all the time, but that it is a more like valid strategy for a race, like a mile. You don't want to get too far behind the first half. Um, but it's, uh, um, yeah, just if you're not used to doing that, if you're used to going out hard and then kind of like dying in the second half of your race, I would definitely recommend just starting slower, being more patient up front and then see what you can do in the second half. All right. Good advice. I'm going to heed that. Um, but speaking of races, so what is your favorite distance to race? Favorite distance. That's a tough one. Can only pick one. Yeah. No, no, no waffling. Just pick a distance. And this is a two word answer or one word answer. Uh, 5k. Ooh. Okay. And what's your 5k PR? You say, what is it? Yeah. What's your 5k PR? Before you answer, let me guess. 15, you look it up. 15.01. Holy shit. I wow, you think? I think it's super fast at like sprinting or marathons or whatever kate barrett falls into that category she's got a 16 13 5k kate why don't you tell us what your fastest marathon time is uh 254 bullshit <laughs> you don't get to do both <laughs> yeah that's not fair you got all the all the good mm. 
skills. You are. You are talented. You should give yourself a pat on the back. Don't apologize for being good at everything. And yeah. you're, you're running Boston this next year? Yes. My yeah, question. that's my question. What's what's on your uh, race agenda this year? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the Austin Half Marathon. That's next month. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also doing the 3M Half Marathon. So it's the same company puts on both races. So for the elite entry for Austin Half, they said, well, we'll give you an entry for 3M too. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll run 3M. Also. 3M's actually next weekend. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it that soon? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the marathon's actually the couple days after Valentine's Day, so November, sorry, February 17th, yeah, 18th, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll do those. Um, Austin Half, I'm really excited because this year they have stepped it up. So a new company took over High Five Events maybe like two or three years ago to run that race, and... In 2016, they didn't do any prize money because they had the race the same day as the Olympic marathon trials. So, like, they didn't, you know, they wouldn't have had anybody legit there because they would all be at the marathon trials. So, then 2017, they had a little bit of prize money. 2018, they've stepped it up again. Um, I don't know what the total prize purse is, but they have some for the, maybe like 2,500 for the marathon is first place. And then it kind of goes down maybe two or three or five deep. And then for the half, they have a little bit more money. I mean, it's less, but maybe 1500 for the winner and then kind of going down from there. Um, so that like seeing that commitment to supporting or attracting elite talent is really cool. And so I'm in the elite field for the Austin half and uh, they just keep releasing. Um, they've had maybe like five or six releases of like, you know, new athletes that are added to the fields over the last few weeks. And it's like sizing up, shaping up to be pretty good. So a lot of like local women are coming out to race, and that's like something that's that's really really important to me to see those people come on out for the local races. So how many women? And I don't know, like how many women in Austin area, and you may know mm-hmm. this from your research, mm-hmm. will be able to finish under three hours in a marathon or somewhere on the two forty five Olympic trial time? Mm-hmm. Do you know these people? Like, how's that work? Yeah. Um, Austin Marathon is just really, really hilly. Oh, um, it's a, and just like miserably usually, hilly. Usually kind of bad weather. Um, so I don't think many women attempt to do that. So you wouldn't really see that at Austin, I'm guessing. Although they do have some elites this year. But um, Allison Maxis won it last year. She's really accomplished. She's, I think, like a, under 240. I know wow. she's a marathoner. And I think like top 20 at the trials in 2016. Um, she won it last year in 248. She was, didn't have any competition this year. She might have some competition. I'm not sure. So she'll probably go like a little faster, especially if there's good weather. Um, I don't, it's not going to be like a PR course or anything. Yeah. Um, so there are more women who can run the Olympic trials qualifier of that 245 in Austin than who will, who will run it. They're they're just not going to do it at Austin. Because it's. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. I mean, Allison probably could, but not many people could. I will say, I did one of my training runs in Austin last summer when I was visiting Fonz. 17 miles starting at 5 a.m. in August, and I had to stop, like, every two miles to get water. Like, it was so miserable. Yeah, that's actually, that's what Rogue does for their training runs, is they set up water every two miles. (laughs) So, during the winter, it's a little bit, like... 
you know, maybe you don't stop every single water stop, but during the summer, like, heck yeah. Oh my to. God. We yeah. had to, I did it with Holly Richardson, you know, Holly Richardson. And oh my God, we were, we were like dying. Like every water fountain. I was like, okay, let's stop. Let's get some water. Um, I can only imagine doing an entire marathon. I actually, I couldn't. You know, I mean, imagine. it is February. But... Well, but you ran like, what did you run? Like 17 miles that day? I ran 17 miles at like a nine something pace. Yeah. Like a 9.15 base. It's yeah. August. They yep. did actually used to have the Austin Marathon be, it was point to point, and it started north of Austin, and it went downhill. Ooh, so it used yeah. to be like a really historically fast course. So, like, people would come out. Like, um, I mean, elites would come out and race it to get, like, a good time. But now it's it starts downtown, and it finishes downtown, and it's a loop. So it's just more hilly. And it runs right past my house, which is kind of fun. Yeah. First Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's right here. Yeah. It's fun. I went out last year. I was the only one cheering. I was used to Chicago, which has, like, <laughs> you got to get six people deep to see someone and cheering and super filed. One, yeah. People drinking and party and music. And here I went out, and it's like I got a, there's a stoplight, and I crossed the road, and I'm the only one there cheering people on. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> Are you going to go out there this year? Of course I'm going to go out this year. So. Okay. I'm excited. I'll I may be at the NP. Uh, I may see the very start and then get down to the NP. Uh, mm-hmm. Cheer uh, station. NP cheer station. Although mm-hmm. I think I could probably see Kate Finnett pass First Street and then make it to the NP cheer, NP cheer station before she gets there on my bike. So. Yeah, totally. So. That's been one thing that's been really cool to see about NP. So I'm used to seeing people at Rogue who are very plugged into like the race scene. So NP is like a lot more casual, but there are people who are doing the Austin Distance Challenge who are running all these local races. And I was like, wow, they're really like, because the people, a lot of people I know, like we've talked about Austin being a tough course. So they won't even try to race Austin because it's like too hard. So they'll want to go to like Houston or go somewhere faster. But NP is like showing up for those races. They're committed. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't know they were that. I thought it was like, oh, it's all casual. It's like a free workout group. No one cares. They're not that hardcore, but they are. We've got, yeah, we've got our combined like fast as fuck people and all levels welcome and Mm-hmm. just everything like you, whatever you want to get out of NP you get out of NP November Project it does yeah. that and that's how we know yeah. Kate and that's how yeah. Kate Stalk and I know each other and you know what I just have to take Russell Hahn in this one because oh, Russell, he's the perfect example of so Russell is a runner and he's a badass runner um, he runs barefoot or in sandals oh my god that's how he rolls oh god and we met him at the Austin 13 by one. And he's like, yeah, I need to do this other stuff. Like I need to do burpees and sit-ups and all this other core stuff, even though he's what, 57 or something like 58, somewhere in there. And he's still super fast. He's way faster than I am. Um, and he runs barefoot and he's mm. just like, yeah, I need to do the core stuff. And now he comes and he brings people and he's the most positive person ever. So Russell, Kudos to you. Hopefully, we'll see you at 3M and maybe uh, the marathon. I don't know what your your schedule. So, uh, Kesalk, uh, did you meet Russell when you were here? Or no, I can't remember. After next, time. you would remember. Okay, well then, I apologize. I didn't meet him. <laughs> Sorry, Russell. All right, onward on this uh, 17-hour interview. Or- I know. Well, Jason. let's move. Let's move on to the game. Oh, there's a game. There's a game, yeah. There's a really good game, um, and and then we'll then we'll close things up. 
Um, so Kate, you know, most of our listeners know when you do a FitCast with us and you're one of our interviewees, we buy you dinner and the drink of your choice. And you let us know what you want. And Kate, you let us know that you wanted red wine for this one. And you didn't even eat anything. No, I'm just kidding. And you got tacos. But you wanted red wine. And so I thought, great choice, by the way. I thought it would be fun to do wine grape trivia. Oh, my wine gosh. Grape. Oh, shit. I told you I'm not like a classy wine Yeah, drinker. she's like, you know, I got, I I got a $4 bottle of wine. Is it really just a $4 bottle? No, no, it was, it was normal. $10. Oh. <laughs> Normal $10. That's how I feel too. I'm like, $10 and up, that's a good wine. There was a guy in the corner, he had a shopping cart. He's like, oh, you want to yeah. buy wine? I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he cold? He's like, yeah, cold red wine. I'm like, I'll take it. Here's 10 oh, So, so we're, we're doing this trivia. All right, how's it work? And here's how it works. So all the answers are a number. Oh, all right. So funds. You are going to have to give the answer in number form. And Kate, you are going to have to say if you think the actual answer, because let's face it, Fawn's not going to get it right. The actual answer is higher or lower. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's how we're going to play this game. And we'll start out We'll start out with an easy one, okay? We'll start out with a nice easy one. Right. So how many wine bottles are in a case, Fawn's? Oh. All right. So before I answer, oh, Kate's got to say higher or lower. No, you say the number first. I know. But I'm, what if I I'm think he had it right? Before I say the answer, can I say same number? Yeah. Then then Fonz gets a point if he gets it exactly right. All right. And I then you can say yeah, Fonz got it right. In a case of wine, there are twelve and a quarter bottles of wine. Oh, I guess I would say lower. Lower. She's taking under 12 and a quarter bottles of wine. All right. So she's right. Oh, damn. It's 12 bottles of wine. It is less than 12 and a quarter. Fonz, how could you fuck that up? It's the wine. They give me a glass. They're like, here, drink this. And I drink it. Uh-huh. And it's included. That doesn't count, does it? No, it doesn't count. You, Kate, you get a point. Congratulations, Kate. Point, Kate. We're gonna do another easy one because Fonz, I, I think you I think you need another one. Need the point. Right, fair enough. I'm drinking beer, so I don't go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so how about this one? How many milliliters of wine are in one regular size bottle? Seven hundred and fifty two milliliters of wine in a bottle. It doesn't count the taster that they give you when you buy the bottle. That's my answer. Okay, that's your answer. Kate, what do you think? Uh, I think it's lower. You think lower. it's lower? I think Kate's uh, right. What's the answer? 750. Damn it, I missed by two milliliters. You missed by two milliliters, Fonz. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> two milliliters in the cork. Like, I snip out the cork the whole way, and that's two milliliters of wine. Oh, my God. Um, well, I'm sorry. That does not count. That is not the answer we have. All right, let's step it up a little bit. Are, are we ready to step it up a little bit? They're already okay. tough enough. I keep missing. I know. Well, 
This one, you're really going to have to take a shot in the dark, Fonz. What is the average number of grapes that it takes oh. to make a bottle of wine? Oh, now we got to think. Hold on, I got to pull this bottle of wine over here. EDs, smooth red, all right. Uh, it's not on the bottle. Number of grapes for one bottle? Yeah. Are you Googling it? No, I'm not no, Googling not. it. Uh, Kate's eating the Torchy's Tacos chips, and I'm looking at a blank wine label. <laughs> So I will guess, I need, I always guess prime numbers, so I'm going to go 53. 53 so, grapes in a bottle of wine. It's prime-ish. 53, yeah. Kate, what do you think? Do you think it's more or less than 53? Much more. Kate, Kate, you are, you are killing it today, just like you do with the 5K and the marathon. Is it 54 or something stupid like that? It is 736. Wow. Holy crap on a cracker. Yeah, well, there's 736 craps on your cracker because you suck, Fonz. All right, what I'm going to do today is take 730 grapes and jam them in an empty bottle of wine and see what happens. Okay, well, it's not the full grapes with the skin. God. I don't know. How do I know this stuff? Oh, my God. All right, let's try a little bit of an easier one since you can't handle the, the big kid questions. <laughs> Fair enough. How many calories are in a glass of wine on average? I have a follow-up question. Yes. Because when we talk about food calories... They're actually kcals, which is a thousand calories. Yeah, so calories with a capital C. So kcals. Yes. The food calories. Yes. The glass of wine. Yes. Average. average. Yeah. Are we are we cutting this down to reds, whites? Are we'll we say we'll down? say a glass of merlot. Merlot, merlot from California. Sure. Okay. <laughs> merlot from California, one five ounce glass of wine. A six-ounce glass of wine. Six-ounce glass of wine is 20% bigger. I'll go 140 calories. 140. All right, Kate, do you think it's more or less? Uh, I was thinking it was 120, so I guess lower. All right. All right, you are right. It is lower, but it's only 85 calories. What? Yeah, what? wine doesn't have that many calories. Wine has way less calories than beer. Actually, my I don't know. <laughs> How many calories are in that chip with queso on it? <laughs> Just about one glass of wine's worth. I don't know. How awesome. What a great game. Are there more yeah. questions? Please tell me there's more. There's one more question. All right. So this is the last question. So, um, and this one isn't going to be a more or less. It's going to be a sooner or later, like more recent or more in the past. What year did winemaking begin? Oh, and I have to... Yep, all you funds. I know Jesus, he, he made yeah. wine, right? That was yeah. like year zero. Right? Well, he made it out of water, but, you know. Right. Well, it was up on the cross. That was like, like, a... like people knew what it was. He didn't do yeah. it on the cross. They... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, guys, I'm dying, but give me some grapes to crush. Bible here. Let me pull out a Bible. But they knew what it was before then, so... All right, Jesus wasn't the inventor of wine, or was he? Probably not. 
I'm going to go with, so beer is about. You know how old beer is, but not wine? Well, I drink a lot more beer than wine. <laughs> so I'm going to go with 971 BC. Ooh, very specific answer. What do you think, Kate? February, February 3rd. <laughs> I don't think they had months February. back then. <laughs> Groundhog Day, February 2nd. Oh my God. I don't think groundhogs had uh, evolved yet. Um. 971 BC, February 3rd. Um, Kate, I, do you think it's more recent than that or later? Or like um, more? I think it's a lot earlier because I think they had wine like whenever like Noah was around. And like least like like the most recent you would say that would be would be like 2000 BC and like a lot of people say the earth is older than that so older older than okay so older so like like people in the old testament got drunk i mean maybe it wasn't wine but they definitely did all right so okay all right well kate you officially killed this game yeah. wine making actually began in 6000 BC Boom. Um, well, all I know is that it was the Mesopotamians that, that did it. They were so good at everything. They sure were. They probably invented beer, too. Probably. Well, I think beer might have been a little later because, you know, it's a more sophisticated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Whatever. Awesome. Wow. Those yeah. are great questions. How'd you yeah. come up with these? The Google? I Googled. I, I did a little Googledge and I came up with some good, and a lot of them were numbers. And I was like, oh, we're going to do a numbers game. Very nice. cool. For sure. Cool. Well, congratulations, Kate. Um, you've taken over as the new FitCast host. Fonz, <laughs> you can go collect your things. That's it. I'm <laughs> off. We're in my studio here in Austin. So well, it was nice knowing your partner. Fair yeah. enough. Very cool. That's too close to home. I got laid off a month ago. <laughs> well, you can come and join. The pay is uh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Kate, so glad you're here. Uh, before uh, before we let Kate go, um, how about anyone who wants to email us any more questions? We need to throw that out again. KateSelgFonsFitCast at gmail.com. If you have any questions for the FitCast, we're about to go into answering previous questions, as well as if you have questions for Kate, either send us uh, send us an email or go to uh, Kate's Instagram, which is what? Uh, being Kate. Being Kate. Being Kate. At being Kate. I didn't want to make it like runner Kate, because that's like dumb. Like, you I think to, that's- You have to be more diverse. You know what? I think that's going to be a movie. Like, there's going to be like, being, hashtag being Kate's going to be a movie yeah, we're going to watch. Yeah, being John Malkovich. Exactly. Kate, you know. But a better movie than Being John Malkovich. Case Dog, have you seen Being John Malkovich? I haven't seen it. Um, I think I saw it a long time ago. I'm well, because it was an old movie. I, it's super uncomfortable to me because I'm tall, and one of the, like the whole thing has to do with like the six and a half floors. So it's only the, the whole office is only like five feet tall. So everyone is bending over the whole time. And the whole time watching the movie, I'm like, this is super uncomfortable for me. <laughs> So, also John Malkovich is an interesting character, not the hundred percent greatest actor, but I, I enjoy him. So anyhow, hmm. anyhow, so uh, Kate, so happy to have you on this podcast today. Thank you. 
anything else you want to uh, say before uh, we cut off the interview part of it, before we get on to our segments? Mm. Mm. No, I think we're good. Let's, let's get moving. Get, get out there on, uh, get running, get doing yoga, stretching, all that stuff. So, yeah. uh, Weightlifting. Weightlifting. Yeah, That's right. weights are important. Yeah, resistance training. Yep. Hashtag resist. <laughs> oh, this isn't a political podcast, is it? Oh, wait. <laughs> we never talk about political things. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. What are our segments there, partner? All right, Fonz. Okay, so our first segment is our mailbag segment, sponsored by Live Love Paddle. Glad you're still working there. Glad they're still sponsoring us. The bats are gone, but the bats will be coming back next month and uh, flying probably late February, early March. So, uh, oh wow, I'll be giving lots of tours at that point. All right. Um, well, I have two mails in my mail bags. Um, should I should I read one of them first? Yep, I got two. You go first. Okay. Oh, we've got four this week. Okay. Yep. So this mail bag in this email is from Gretchen Wieners. Mm, I think this is a mean girl. Another mean girls reference. If you guys listened to our last episode, there was a mean girls reference. Oh, and she says, this is in response to Kevin Nippur's nasty letter to the fit cast. Yeah, with a lot of misspellings, right? We'll yeah, a lot of misspellings, and he was just mean. Okay, well, here we go. Okay, let, let Gretchen tell you what's up. She says, serious... Wait, 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 wait. Before you go on to it, can we refresh our memories on what Kevin Napur said? Well, he just said that he didn't like our fit cast, that he didn't care about pumpkin spice, and he didn't care about, you know, we talk about our injuries, he didn't care. So why the hell are you listening, Kevin? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Kevin. So Gretchen says... Seriously, Kevin, if you don't have anything nice to say, dot, 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 get a life. You need to find something better to do than write in and, oh, you got a misspelling too, Gretchen, than write in and diss a podcast. Why do you even listen if you don't like them? Seriously, pathetic. Wow. Where is she from? Does it say or no? It doesn't say. It just says her name is Gretchen Wieners. I'm not going to read her email out loud, like her email address, because yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't want trolls attacking her, but. Drama. Oh, good for her. For Thanks for standing up for us, Gretchen. Yeah. Very cool. All right, I got one. Okay. Danny Reels. D-A-N-N-Y-R-E-A-L-Z. Ooh. That is, I don't know. I'm not going to say the whole email, but that's his handle. Uh, this was sent now. Now, there's a, a little disclaimer to this one. It was sent on Christmas Day at 10 p.m. Oh. Okay, so I don't know if he's got a family. I don't know if he lives in the north, if he's sort of stressful. You know how Christmas is stressful. Mm-hmm. He says, yo, fuck winter. See you next year. <laughs> So. Yeah, I think he probably he might be from like Boston or maybe even Chicago. <laughs> maybe he had one too many grasshoppers and he's like, you know, my family sucks and yeah. He's email he took it out on us. Well, a lot of people like to take their anger out on the fit cast. That's okay. We can handle it. 
kicks up there. We're, we're tough like that. But, uh, yeah, that's what uh, Danny Real said. Yo, fuck winter. See you next year. <laughs> and you know what? We're next year. So. It is next year. We'll see him soon. <laughs> Hopefully he's listening right now. Welcome, Danny. I hope we get a... Uh, I'm so happy to have listened to your podcast. It makes my day so much better. Email next time. That would be wonderful. Maybe. We'll see. All right. You got another one? All right. I got another one. This is from Michelle from New York. Is this a question? Because our, our guest is sitting here waiting for her to answer questions. I know. This one's not a question, but you can chime in. Um, she says, I want to start getting my kids into running. I loved hearing about marathon kids. Yay. That was our last guest. Um, I've been a runner and a swimmer my whole life. And I want to start getting my 12 and eight year olds into fitness. I went to the website and I even donated to marathon kids. I'm giving Tuesday. So did I, so did I, um, we don't live in Austin. Clearly she's from New York. Um, we live in New York, so we're going to start our own group for kids. We're going to start with trying to run two miles a day, four days a week, starting in March. Yeah, I, I know why you're starting in March if you live in New York. <laughs> um, thanks for telling me about this program. I hope Courtney and Marathon Kids reaches their goal. Aww. Courtney here. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, we'll tell Courtney. You experience with the kids. You love, you love the kids running, right? Yeah. What's that about? Um, yeah. Um, you I mean, started as a kid. You started running when you were like four. Yeah, no, I started when I was eight with my mom. I, I think I would have really liked marathon kids. I was homeschooled. I think it. I think I grew up in Austin, so there were people. I think they had a, They have it in like every Austin elementary school. It's pretty popular here, and I have friends who that's how they started running was through marathon kids, and they went on to like run and compete in college. So. Um, it definitely works and, like, fosters that love for kids. But I was homeschooled, so I didn't get to do it. And um, I, I just ran with my mom, though. So I didn't, like, like it uh, to the training part. I didn't really get that, which, like, now, of course, it's like, oh, that's such a special way to spend time with your mom one-on-one. -on -one. But when you're, like, a kid, I guess it seems, you know, you have all the time in the world, so it's, like, not special. Uh, but I always really liked the local races. So, like, the Chewy's 5K was a big one when I was uh, a kid, and, like, the Bun Run by Schlossky's. So, like, going out to those races and, like, seeing the just all the people and being able to, like, compete, even though I wasn't, like, winning anything, but just being able to compete and be there was really fun. So, I have a follow-up. Now we're bringing our, our guest segment back here. Mm -hmm. Okay. At what point, Kate... <laughs> And it, it might be a specific moment or a specific year where you're going. At mm -hmm. what point were you running faster than your mom? Um, I think I was around 12. Wow. Yeah. So your mom is super fast because you're probably running six minute miles. No, no, she's she's running. We were probably running like I think we used to do long run at 10 minute pace because I remember it would take us an hour to do six miles. Okay. So somewhere along there, I guess I probably just got you know. As you obviously like, you grow and you like, you know, just like develop better lungs and whatever. So, um, and the person, the old person you're competing against is getting, getting older. older. Yeah, <laughs> she's getting older and you're getting faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, she didn't like do speed work or anything, uh, she never has. So, I'm sure that that hampered her as well. <laughs> but, uh, my brother was running a little bit by that point. Actually, all my siblings have run at different points. Um, there's four of us together, so 
my older brother and I would go together. So I think I transitioned from running with her to running with him. And he was two years older than me. So being a, you know, 12 year old girl, 14 year old boy, we were pretty good buddies. Wow. That's why you're so fast. You trained with your older, older bro. That's key. That's very key. We didn't, we didn't do a ton together, but we would um, race each other up the street on our way back home. So like, I would remember if I, if I made him run faster during the run, he wouldn't have enough energy left to race me up the oh, street. Oh, interesting. So, I guess hey. That was game theory. There. That was game theory right there. Yeah. Uh, nice. Very nice. All right. I got one more email. All right. Let's hear it. From Julianne in Chicago, of all places. Uh, I know where that is. Yeah. It's, it's just north of where you live, right? Or yeah. Just north. So, and this is, uh, this is a feeder, this just came out yesterday. I know Oprah used to be all into fitness. Can you get her on the FitCast? That would be awesome. Oh my God, wouldn't it? And I hear she's, uh, she's looking to pimp her image a little bit. Like, what do you think? Should we get Oprah on? Yeah, I think we should get Oprah on. Okay, I'll text her now and see what she says. Okay, I'm gonna um um Facebook and tweet her, tweet her. <laughs> Maybe I'll just give her a call and see what it says. But uh, yeah, she apparently she wants to be in the uh, the public spotlight now. All right, awesome. Let's get her on. This is so public; she's gonna love it. Yeah. No, I mean the, the eight million people who listen to this every week is gonna be like Oprah. Email KSalkFansFitcast. Yeah. Email. <laughs> yeah. We'll start. We'll start the uh, Twitter attack. <laughs> Uh, speaking of celebrity marathons, though, I just found out yesterday Chip from uh, Fixer Upper. Chip, uh, oh, is he doing the Austin? No, he said that he's going to do – he met Gabe Grunwald, so she's a pro runner, and she's been battling cancer. She's had it like two or three times, so she has it right now. And they just happened to meet each other in Central Park last year, and so they, like, talked, and he said he would run a marathon. So he's doing his first marathon this spring. And they're going to host one, and it's going to be in Waco. So I'm curious to see what they come up with. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So maybe you could get Chip. I feel like he's still. All right. Let's reach out. (laughs) Maybe we'll we'll get get, uh, Oprah and Chip on on the same one. Dynamic duo. (laughs) And Aaron from uh, Big Pistachio. Yeah. Oh, what a fun fit cast, huh? I know. We still have our favorite things coming up. I know. I always, I always skip out on one of the segments, but because that's just because I put them wrong in the order on the, on the outline. I know, but this one's really important because it'll introduce our new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Our new sponsor is Try Right Triathlon Training. Hashtag Try Right Rocks. All right. So that's your, that's your current team. That's my current team. So they're sponsoring this favorite things and I'll go first with my favorite thing because I am super excited about this. So take your time because our guest Kate here needs to think of her favorite thing that's happened. Yeah, she does. So as you describe it, I will wait and then Kate will go in last. But uh, yeah, what's your favorite thing, partner? So my favorite thing was a Christmas gift that I received this year from Santa and I have never like been so surprised or happy to get this to get a Christmas gift in like years like adult Christmases you know how they go but I was like so happy it is an R8 what, what, 
I don't you, even know what it uh, is. Kate knows what it is. I'm not an elite athlete, so what's an R8? So an R8 is basically like a rollerblade wheel recovery tool. <laughs> it looks like a bear trap that you willingly open and then spring on your leg. Yeah. It works. It feels really good. Yeah, it's like, it yeah, it's like shoving like your your thigh in between two rollerblades and like the wheels go up and down and it just gets the muscles so good oh yeah i'm getting a little turned on thinking about it we're going to spend some quality time together later tonight that's right that's right it's an investment though it's over a hundred bucks yeah it's a hundred bucks so i was really happy that santa you know made that in his workshop for me nice work and santa claus very yeah. nice work. and very by santa claus i mean mama silk <laughs> she did good she did good this year we have a lot of six-year-old listeners who are fucking listening to this right now and they need to <laughs> we can't be spoiling anything okay all right sorry Fair enough. yeah fuck, fuck spoilers <laughs> fuck spoilers all right Franz what's your favorite thing my favorite thing is the Central Austin Public Library oh uh, you can read well, no, you don't. That's the thing about this library. You don't need to read. <laughs> it's Kate. Have you been there? Yeah. It is phenomenal. This is the nicest building I've ever been in in my life, wow. including my own house, which has like five pets and there's like pee all over the place. <laughs> but like seriously, like it's a there's an amazing atrium. It's six floors. There's an outdoor rooftop deck. There the cafe's not done, but. You can sit in the sun. There's a kids room. There's a teen room. There's a, it's unbelievable. A technology petting zoo. There's a technology petting zoo in the library. Wait, what? Like you pet a virtual goat? Oh no, I wish that actually that would be really cool. But um, or just a regular petting zoo, like not even a virtual one. I would be about that. But no, it's um like laptops and like they have like a Google Home and like other like just devices a 3d printer i don't know i tried to get some work done there the other day and i made the mistake of sitting by the technology petting zoo and just got really frustrated because it was like a very social area and people were just walking by and like you know interacting with the stuff like they were supposed to so it, it's unbelievable like it's it's a museum or is petting zoo and a library all of it yeah. you can check out your own books like you go to the book and there's like a little thing and there's like a holograph woman who greets you like you I walk up the that. stairs what? you walk up the stairs and there's like a little hot have you ever seen uh one of my other favorite things is the uh uh what's that show the good place you see the good place oh i just finished that last week awesome janet janet it's janet basically you yes. walk in this library and janet is there greeting you it's like this is too weird the library and you're like hi <laughs> Oh, so case talk next time you visit or any of our listeners come to Austin. I know it's super creepy. You want to go to museums and go to Barton Springs and visit November Project, but just go to the library. The library is cool. It's it's the it's most. It's like tourist level. It's cool. It's definitely tourist level. I would say, and I asked actually the staff there. They're like, it's in the top two libraries on the planet. <laughs> wow. So. Wow. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. And I go there and I work, like, free Wi-Fi. So they yeah. have conference rooms. They have conference rooms. And you just need to reserve it. And you're like, okay, I need an eight-person conference room. They're like, that's cool. Go up to floor seven and go to the 
718A, and there's your conference room. And it's all hooked up. You can plug your computers in. They have screens and movie projectors, the whole thing. It's amazing. Wow. So the Austin Public Central Public Library is – and, Kate, you only live a couple blocks from there. Uh, a couple miles, but, yeah, oh, not bad. Miles. Yeah, my husband works right by there, so I've been spending a lot of time over there. So that's it. So uh, do you have any races coming up, partner? No, Kate didn't share her favorite thing. Oh, yeah, let's go on to Kate. Oh, yeah, come on, don't cut me out. <clears throat> um, don't say the public library, even though I just stole the No, I wouldn't, one. no, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, one thing I did, I guess, kind of self-Christmas present I found. Um, I had never found, like, cute women's cycling shoes. I mean, like, you know, they're cycling shoes, but, like, I was looking for casual shoes, like, that you could also clip into your bike with. So they make them for men, and they're often styled kind of like skate shoes. So um, I just never found any, like, feminine styles. And then I found out at this spin studio that I walked by all the time, there was this brand, um, and it's called Teams. So it's kind of like the word time, but the letters are like a different order. So it's like T-I-E-M-S. And it's just like cute. They look like regular like workout shoes, but like a little bit more street style. And then they have like the SPD cleats in them. Nice. Yeah. So I'm a bike commuter. So I figured like, I mean, most of the time I just pedal on top of my little clip on my clip pedals and it's okay. But it's nicer to be able to clip in if you want to. So, yeah. Very cool. I like it. Didn't bike here tonight. <laughs> no, the weather, the it just got disastrously horrible this afternoon. Like it was beautiful early in the day, and Kay was planning on biking here to the studio, but uh, yeah, this the shit went down and it was bad. It's it's probably as we leave now. It's been an hour. It's yeah. cold. It's cold. So wonderful. So you're gonna talk about the next races? Yeah. So I, again, I need to tag my coach in this because I got to figure out my next race. I know I'm doing an indoor try coming up in March. I do it every year. It benefits the crisis center down here in the South suburbs, which I love to support. Um, but I got to, I got to get my ass into gear. Like I need a plan. I do better with the plan and I need one. So I'm excited to get one. All right. That's your goal. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, you, Fonz? Do you have wait? But do you have a New Year's resolution on your goals here? Do you have a New Year's deal? Um. So my New Year's resolution, it actually kind of goes in in hand with what Kate was talking about to do more with my mobility, like stretch every day, foam roll every day. I I kind of fell off the boat with that. Do my ankle exercises every day. So every day, I got I got to do something every day for my mobility. I think it's a good goal. All right, that's cool. Uh, races for me, I'm going to be, uh, cap 2k. I'm going to sign up for that. I think that's in April. That's your swim. Yeah. That's the downhill swim. (laughs) It was amazing. Like I've never finished a 1.2 mile race that quickly. It was awesome. How do you mean that it's downhill? Just the current? The current. There's a current. Okay. Depending Uh, on how much it rains. Like it, it, there's actually a waterfall involved. Many people get hurt. No. (laughs) It's fun. Like it's amazing. They got the they got the kayaks at the bottom like your bounce off rocks. That's cool. No no no. It's it's a, it's, I mean it's a light, probably a six mile an hour, seven mile an hour, eight mile an hour current last year. Uh-huh. So, 
Uh, but yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah. Although at the start, it's not great because they're like, line up, everybody's set, and now everybody is over the starting line because they all just got pushed down the river. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that makes sense. You're not going to swim backwards before you start. Which we yeah. had to do, yeah, yeah. which was a little painful. But no, I'm going to do that one uh Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll come in the top 50 or so. Yeah, go funds. We'll do it. Um, is that a fundraiser for anything? It is. So I don't offhand know it because it's been in the years since I've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a fundraiser. But it's super fun. You can stand on the Mopac Expressway uh-huh. uh, pedestrian bridge and watch us go through. It's, it's super fun. So That is one of those that I've always wanted to do and then just never actually, like, yeah, made any effort to find out when it was and then be like, oh, it's already passed. Whoops. It's in April. Um, so <laughs> maybe this year. Let's, uh, we'll get you out there. It'll yeah. Be awesome. And then, so, yeah. yeah. It's probably cap2k.org. Yeah. Can that count as like two swims, maybe? No, because no, it counts as one. It's a half swim. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that's pretty much all I got. Also, I'm signed up for Ragnar, Chicago. Oh, you are good. Madison, Chicago. That's in May, so it's a while off. But uh, is that a road or a trail? Uh road, road right okay. now. So. Yeah. Van one. I'm Van one. I will never not be in Van one. Hashtag Team Van one. Oh, yeah, Van one for life. Even hood to coast, we were Van one. Yeah. Does that late. mean you get to like sleep overnight? Well, yeah. The key is or your ish. first run is from between six a.m. and noon. And your second mm -hmm. run is between 6 p.m. and midnight. Van mm -hmm. 2, they have to run in the middle of the afternoon and between midnight and 6. Oh, So that's yeah. the shitty part about Van 2. Okay. So. Unless you're really fast, then you yeah. don't have to deal with that. The six-hour six windows are shorter. But either way, like, you'd much rather run at 7 in the morning than 11 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be a good fucking year, Fonz. I am excited for us. We started out with an amazing guest and an amazingly long podcast. I don't know what the time is. You have the recorder. It's one. It's at an hour 25. This is our longest podcast ever. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Kate, I thought you were the... Sh I thought it would take the shortest amount of time with you, Speedy, but I guess it's the longest. <laughs> ah, well, fantastic. Well, uh, partner, I hope you're having a great start of the new year. I hope you are too. Do you have I, great things in store? Absolutely. Like I'm super excited about this winter. The the family's doing great. The dogs, the cats, it's all it's all wonderful. So um great to talk to you. Um I'm gonna be up there in May. Am I gonna see you? Fuck yeah, you're gonna see me. Fuck yeah. That's about right. Fuck yeah. yeah. I try I try to set it up for you.